right, now we're ready. Oh, I could do like I can do like DJ like talk shows before it starts. <laughs> like Bro. a living color, you know, like yo, yeah. They're ki- they're killing that though now, man. You can't do that. Like the um, it's the, the words. Co- Everybody wants their money, man. The copyright shit is just too strong at the moment, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a it's, it's a sad thing, you know what I'm saying? But um Niggas is broke. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, it's so bad. I can't play my own music because my my music is 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 uh, registered to some label somewhere. If I play my own song, <laughs> like, it'll, it'll be like, "Yo, you're playing music that's registered somewhere," and just cut me off. You know what I mean? It's mad. Wow, that is crazy. I haven't seen it happen on Instagram yet, though. It's coming. Though. So many mixtape DJs, man. The ones that didn't become producers, they had to. They struggled, man. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not right, man. It's not right. Yeah, I know that Static Selector, he made a nice flip, man, and now he's sitting nicely with all the production he does. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I knew Static Selector, man, back in the day and shit when he was coming up. Yo, he was like, he was killing it on the underground scene. But once he got with, once he got with, once he uh, got that co-sign for Premiere, it was a rap, yo. You know what I'm saying? I it's crazy. To- but mad dudes, like, fucking, like, you don't hear any DJs, really, like, Whereas like we had we was growing up on like Ron G and all those cats, you know what I mean? We had who did we have? We had Ron G, we had White DJ White Flash, we had I mean, just from my age group. And now the motherfuckers, I don't know where they be at. You got a few of those like D nice and all them is like doing well and shit, you know? Yeah, I'm sure they're getting mad gigs and stuff, you know what I'm saying? But like who was it? Uh, Lord Jazz from Lords of the Underground was doing a mad DJ sets on YouTube and I don't know if he's doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Through my older brother, he had like a cassette. Yeah. How y'all doing, though, man? Yeah, all good, man. Um, it's hot. <laughs> I ain't complaining. Is that long as an iced tea? The man's not hot. Oh, this? Nah, this is uh this is a non non-alcoholic beer, man. Oh shit! No, yeah. they're actually really good, right? I think we discovered those together, actually, right? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, some of them are better than others, you know. Yeah, I like the uh, Copperberg strawberry and kiwi. I'm not a cider guy, man. I've never really been a cider. That's cider, right? Yeah, I'm in the non-alcoholic one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I hear you. Yeah, it I, can I, like bloat you up a bit, right? I don't know. I, it's just something I've never really gravitated towards. You know what I mean, like. I'm just, I, I mean, like, I just never went through that phase of drinking cider, you know what I mean? Remember how, you remember what beer tasted like the first time you had it? You were just like, oh, this is the this is the whole big deal that, about beer, that's it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Thinking that when I first had a beer, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's all it is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is not really that good. And then, like, you know, over time, start yeah. Like, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I get jealous of people who are, I feel like cider's a real, like, it's a real pirate drink, you know? It's like a real, like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like you're a No, serious... what does that mean, pirate drink? You know, like, did you ever play a game called Monkey Island? No. Oh, man, <laughs> you're missing out. You're missing out on life, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, pirates, they had, like, their grog, you know? Grog, you know what grog, grog. Yeah. <laughs> It's like grog. cider to me, right? It reminds me of that kind of drink, the kind of drink that you, 
you drink if you're a bit like notorious and if you're you know what i mean a bit like kind of like you know you kind of like a badass type of like yeah yeah, yeah kind of vibe you know what i'm saying you know how like different you have, drinks... you have your horse make it without washing their hands type of shit and like, yeah, i think you think like you see uh, you either go for a, uh, old english or you go for white lightning what where does it fit in the middle <laughs> Well, white, white lightning, white lightning is for the alcoholics, man. That's a pro- that's problematic, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's white white diamond and fucking nah, nah, man. We nah, that's not right, man. We can't be talking about that. No, no. We gotta go to AA for that if that happens. Yo, where's you? Where you at, Vaughn? Are you gonna be on here? It's like you like Bosley from freaking uh, the the uh, what's it called? Uh, never mind. Forget it. It's bad what are you job. talking about? Is my camera not up? My video not up? Nah, your video is not. Oh, it's just your logo, man. Just your logo. Oh yeah, there we go. See, my man's my man's professional. He got the soundproofing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got everything. He has soundproof hat. That's right. (laughs) Yo, yo, do you want me to turn my fan off? No, I don't hear it. You're fine, dude. This is this is this is not a professional production today. We're just here kicking it and talking shit, so it's all good. So what's new, folks? What's going on? What's the what's the word on the streets? Man, you're on the streets, man. You're out there, not me. I'm, that's why I have you on, so I can keep in touch with society. Huh, I'm, I'm, huh. I'm buried in the basement trying to keep cool down here because it's not hot. Ah, uh, man, it's not hot. Nah, it's freaking nah. It's it's uh things are good, man. Um, it's sunny outside. It's hot outside. I woke up this morning. I fell asleep on the couch. I woke up this morning. It was like I was like burning up, yo, because I got these big, these big windows, and the sun comes right through there, man. It just like cooks whatever is like in the living room. <laughs> so I woke up straight up like rotisserie style and shit. <sighs> I, I kind of envy the the light though, because in my room here I don't get much. So um, I'm like strategically throughout the day trying to find the light. I know at like 3 p.m. I get a good, good. Uh, bit of um sunlight through the garden so sometimes i switch up my workspace and go there but yeah it's not easy man especially if you're calling it but i'm not complaining i complain when it's raining so i i feel like you can only complain one way or the other right that's the english thing you guys always complain when it rains it's like being from la and being like it's fucking sunny outside again you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) that's all y'all get it's always good weather yo can we talk about my man the one and only Joe Coco Diaz, who straight up they tried to own, they tried to. Did you see this? They no. tried to ah, they tried to cancel him because he was on the Joe Rogan show, and uh, and Joe Rogan as well. He was on the Joe Rogan show this a few years ago, and he's talking about crazy stuff that used to happen in the comedy store. You familiar with um with Joey Diaz? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying uh, to see. I to him in um in L.A. when Comedy Central. Yeah, I think they, that's where they try out their new new shit, new material, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I bumped into him there. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I do know. He's like my favorite. He's like my favorite person. That's like, he's not. He's like a celebrity, but not really. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he used to be wild back in like the seventy, like back in the eighties, like eighties and nineties. He was a big like uh, coke head and shit like that, and he always got these crazy stories. And he told this story about how this girl, I think it was like this girl wanted to get up. Uh, and perform at the comedy store or one of these places. And she was like, she offered him head. And he said, yeah, you know what I mean? But this is back in the day when he was doing mad drugs and, you know, he's far removed from this. So then somebody came across it on 
and uh, somebody came across that episode, and Joe Rogan was laughing about the story because, you know, Timo, you're familiar with with Joey Diaz. Nah, actually, I don't. I mean, right, I think so, I saw anyway, the Twitter. I saw the Twitter headlines where people were trying to cancel him, but I thought that was over. It was over something else. But anyway, continue. It was well. It was over some 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 stories that he had in the past, more or less. People just mm. looking. And you know he's you know he's he's been clean for years. He's one of these guys that's really real. And he did a, a, a Instagram video the other night, and he straight shut the shit down, and he just make sense of everything that happened and he's like yo you guys are worried about the wrong shit blah blah anyway you, ah, damn you have to watch it watch this yo watch this interview he just goes in he's sitting there he's smoking joint i'm looking at it right now and, and he's just uh, straight up like yo this is comedy this is real she's like i'm not a fraud like this is what really happened you know he's always been very um transparent which is why you you love him because he just tells you the most craziest shit that he did back in the day and super entertaining and he's like a straight up Yo, just a Cuban dude that you know you see in like New York or New Jersey or one of them, you know them cats and shit that just yeah yeah. Real I, I think and I think really the thing him. I think the thing that is what we're seeing happen um, as I'm reading the article. Well, fuck it, he shut He's, yo, he shut them down, and I'm really proud of how he did. It. Like you the, know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody came across that shit. First of all. No one just comes across a video from Joe Rogan from almost 10 years ago, first of all. Um, secondly, when Joe Rogan signed a $100 million contract with Spotify, ah, okay. everybody started scouring the fucking internet to try and there find dirt is. because they want to cancel anybody that's getting up that they're not getting up with. So now this has popped up. Joe Rogan sat there and laughed or whatever and didn't condemn the, 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 the actions or the whatever. Yeah. yeah, so now they're gonna try and cancel him, and I see now they're saying if Spotify doesn't say something about this or don't condemn it, we should boycott Spotify. <laughs> uh, like, bro, we should on. we should we should boycott Spotify anyway. To be honest, you know what I mean. But yeah, uh, I I don't know I don't know what I, I I ignore all this cancel shit nowadays, man. Unless someone's done something like. Like, really fucked up. I'm not trying to get involved in all of this shit, you know what I mean? Mm. But like, the way he... Yeah, sorry, go The way he handled it was just priceless, man. Like, you watch it, and he just... He just put it all in perspective really well, and you know what I'm saying? And he just was like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, and that's what was so... He's like, you're not gonna cancel me. I'm Joey fucking Diaz. Like, i always been real about my shit, and it was just... If you, Tima, go back and watch his interviews, man. He has the most incredible interviews, man. Or most incredible podcast. It's just like if you feel like just say, like, all right, let me. When you think your life is fucked up, you go and you watch and listen to some of his old sto- his stories about shit he used to do, and you're kind of like, damn, you know what I mean? So I really like the guy. I don't know if you guys do, but I like Joey Diaz because I feel like he's a dude I can I can really. He's like a dude I, I would see kicking with my pops or my dad would know. I would say my dad he <laughs> fucked so up, much. but you know what I mean? Like he one of them old school cats and shit that just he just don't give a fuck now. He's just you know, but he's a righteous dude. Like he's a righteous person, meaning he tries to live his, what's honest to him. Mm. You know what I mean? He's quite right. the opposite of PC. Then I think there can be a yeah, because yeah. he well because he decodes that shit because he knows a lot of that shit is bullshit in itself. You we gotta watch. We gotta watch crosstalk on on Skype because if somebody's talking, it cuts the other person off. So what were you saying, Naz? Yeah, um, that, so my bad. I'm just saying that uh, there's a cross between PC 
there's a thin line between being PC and being Joey, right? <laughs> nah, but if it's you know, it's it's just one of those things, man. It's it's gotta be. I think I think people need to be. That makes me think now. Make, I think people need to be more real rather than PC. If yeah. You know what I mean? There's, that's you know like, what I mean? There's a thin line between it and like um, you know, where where do we draw that line? And like you're saying, it can be a bit extra. And it's almost like when um, I'm sorry I'm using this as an example, but you know, like um, I was expecting if people are really going to keep up with this uh, black box every week, where's it all gone now? It's kind of different, and it's like, or that's one example. But I think a better example would be like almost like having to be anti-racist. I'm getting so real so quick, but it's like almost being having to be anti-racist, otherwise you're seen otherwise. Uh, Otherwise, you're seen racist. So people are just speaking out for the sake of it. And I'm like, where are you genuine or not? And if you aren't genuine, is it still okay because you're talking about it? Um, I almost opened up another discussion, but I was trying to use that as an analogy. So, well, here's the thing. I mean, I feel like it makes sense that that goes in line with it because that's the only thing that's a bit hazy about this movement that's happening is how genuine is everybody? You know what I mean? Like, how genuine is it? But then we know if you keep if, if you continue actions, um, you eventually succumb to them. You know what I'm saying? So, is it a good thing to 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 say you feel this way and that way, and you know those feelings end up generating because you get you know you kind of attract the shit that you talk about. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's like consciously you know like trying to move forward with you know like you know stand up for one another for, for one another with this racism issue that we're dealing with in the world. And but they don't really know what's going on. There's that's still a step in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, like, uh, like if we watch this this whole the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like people are educating themselves on shit and then being you know straightforward with it because you know the world is polarized right now. Either you with it or you or you against it. This is where it's at, and it's a good thing, man, because you know, you know, I mean, in in order for things to change, it's how it's got to be. There's too many people that ride the fence and shit in the world. Yeah. You know speaking into existence i guess so it's only going to be a good thing and you know people have been quiet enough but um i think the discussion i've had with yourselves earlier and with everyone else is like it's been happening but if people are listening and there's a wider audience then, then by all means speak your mind right and put things into perspective someone's gonna keep some game and game mm-hmm. from it right Mm-hmm. Um, she was yeah. really quiet there, bro. What's going on? I can see your thoughts are coming through your. Through hold your... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me introduce the pod. We haven't even introduced the pod, and we're like 15 minutes. I know, right? <laughs> Shit. I, I know. I know you was recording before you fit. Bitch, you know. <laughs> it's always the best content when you're when you're talking and nobody knows we, we've even started. So give me. Let me let me just introduce the show. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. It is um, Vaughn Joseph here, V3, whoever ever you want to call me. Um, I am joined by all kinds of dark-skinned brothers out here. I say dark-skinned. Johnny Voltic, the only dark-skinned. Look like he's been out there tanning and laying out in the sun. Um, joined by Mr. Naz from the uh, Beard Podcast. And I got these two musician homies of mine, Tima Anya, Johnny Voltic, coming at us from London. We're, we're the suburb kids, me and uh, Beard, Beard, Beard Talk over there. So um, we're going to be kicking a little bit, um, 
little information your way today. We've already started talking about racism and people trying to cancel people because they're making some money. So we're just going to see what happens. Let me bring these guys back into the show. We were getting ready to hand the mics over to uh, the Afro assassin. Mr. Chima Anya's got some shit to say with that big doctor smile on his face like he's getting ready to come tell you we got to amputate that leg, sir, and it's going to hurt a lot. What you got, bro? Don't worry, you're going to live, smile. You got to be reassuring, you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't want, like, they don't want to feel intimidated, you know what I'm saying? So, um... I don't know. I, I didn't really know what 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 were we ta- what were we talking about? Like uh, to be honest, I was like, I didn't really get the point of. You were saying I'm like let people express themselves. You know what I'm saying? And from I, I I am a big fan of everything that's happening at the moment. Um, I am I ha- I have this natural uh, di- uh part of me that's a bit uh, suspicious. So even though. I'm a fan of, um, you know, eradicating the legacy of imperialism. I, I'm not out here shouting Black Lives Matter because I don't know what that Black Lives Matter uh, corporation. I, I don't know where they, they've come from. I don't know what their George true agenda. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I see that, you know, are, are they linked with Antifa? Um, I don't know what their true, um, you know, is it just like uh, it's... I love the term astroturf. Have you heard of astroturfing? No. Where, where it's where you make uh, you um, make something appear like it's a grassroots organization, but actually it's not come from the grassroots. It's like socially engineered. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's um, what I feel too, like subconsciously. So I mean, I mean, the the term itself, Black Lives Matter. Obviously, I'm on board with. Am I on board with? Supporting that organization, I haven't made my mind up yet. Am I on board with people, uh, especially white people, um, affirming that systemic racism is a thing and we need to work against it? Yes, I'm on board with it. Am I on board with the Premier League teams uh, kneeling like Kaepernick did? You know, what I mean, years ago. Yes, I'm on board. I'm on board with all of that. Am I on board with them tearing down the statues? I'm on board with that. You know what I'm saying? I'm. You know what I'm saying? And then all of this is leading to more. Uh, organized. Uh, what did what did Martin called it? He called called it um, disobedience, civil disobedience. You know what I'm saying? Like direct action. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on board with it all. And obviously, there's gonna be the clout chasers. Like that's what social media is about, isn't it? You know what I mean? And 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 if it's like pointing us in the direction of, you know, working against. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, systemic racism, then that's all good for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I have no no issue with that. So that that was what I was thinking in my head, but I'm not sure I was really on the same wavelength as what people, what other people were discussing. You know what I mean? I think yeah, so much. I mean, I think we were correlating uh, riding the wave and then questioning whether it's genuine or not. But then ultimately, if it's for the betterment of everyone, then why not, right? I think that's where we were sitting with it. But um... Yeah, so <clears throat> the perfect example is L'Oreal, right? L'Oreal, they had that transgender black um, model. I can't remember her name, Bergdorf or something, right? And about a year ago, she, you know, she was educating people on systemic racism. She basically lost her job, right? This shit kicks off now, and L'Oreal are the first people to, like, you know, co-op the movement, right? 
And obviously, I don't fuck with L'Oreal. When I saw that shit, I was like, yo, I ain't buying no more L'Oreal because I don't like that. But at the same time, I'm like, if L'Oreal, if the NFL, the NFL came back, came out and they said, yo, guys, we fucked up. You can never take that back, whether they're genuine or not. That's there. That's 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 a matter of record. So right. so I feel like it's nothing but it's nothing but nothing but good things and we need to just keep pushing forward keep making that progress you know what i'm saying and and yeah. that's how that's how i feel on the situation you know i, I mean? definitely think, think that there's a, a a high level of hypocrisy in play here from all of these mostly the corporate entities that we're seeing because oh, yeah when it comes down to protecting their bottom line and they're keeping their shareholders happy of course they're going to be like oh yeah black lives matter now like you know because the nfl <laughs> knew that you know they're like it's all the same owners as before let's not yeah forget. nothing changes they know <laughs> that they like these niggas are gonna fake protest they're still gonna be sneak watching the game they're gonna be they watching they still buying the shit they're not gonna really affect us that much so we'll just let them ride that little bullshit out and then everything will be back to normal next season just like it was and the same thing happened i keep a i have a, a list of all the fuck shit that's taken place in the last like couple three years from l'oreal from dove when they had that commercial i'm looking at the list from dove when they had that commercial of the black guy and they put him in the washing machine and he came out white and shit and oh, people was like shit, fuck. i didn't even know about that See, oh, that's so, fake. And, that's fake. and people was protesting that yeah, but man. the motherfuckers was back to buying dove um i got dunkin donuts where they got like this black face but this was in indonesia they got a black face model. It's a black woman, but she's in black, black face with red lipstick, you know. So I got all these things where we see and we get outraged for a minute. And then they set another fire for us to focus on so that we forget about this bullshit and move on to the next one. And these corporate entities like Amazon, Amazon's done it. They've got black lives, you know, matter on their shit. And, you know, they, they do this to basically just make us feel like they on on side and we know that they're not really on side they just trying to protect their bottom line and we can put this little logo up here and they're gonna think that we're part of it the only way that they can really help is because they've got so much money power and control is stop shaking their heads and start kicking in some bread all right so once they start helping by by eliminating these 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 situations that exist as to why we're we're pissed off, nothing's gonna change. I think um the UK Black Lives Matter movement had like thirty three thousand people donate and like they raised like over a million. A mega man from So Solid has been like trying to put it on the movement, be like, look, show what you're gonna do with it, like where's mm -hmm. it going, what have you done so far? And like um I don't know if there's been much response yet, so it's just like I'm they, just... Uh, they, in America, all of their donate, all the money that they raise, basically goes to the Democratic Party. It goes to right. It's going to George Soros. He's the one that can see. The thing of it is, and and I've heard this years ago, but I just left it. I was like, oh, cool. George is kind of getting behind this shit for some strange reason, and I'll you know, but whatever. But when he starts putting money into it. And, you know, it's a little bit because he works off shell companies. So he'll put money in company A and then company A will put it in company B and then company C will fund Black Lives Matter. And then 
you know, that's their company, so to speak. And then every time we donate the Black Lives Matters, George Soros is like, yeah, and he's fucking counting that cash because it's going back to his ass through a, a fourth company that he owns. So, but they're not, like you what, said, they're not is, really. What is, what is Soros's, um political affiliation? He's, he's definitely and usually in alignment with Democrat, the Democratic Party. Okay. Because, right. because the, the argument is if we want things to change, they need to change politically. Right. So, I mean, I don't want to be super cynical because the way things change is through laws and edicts and things like that. So unless you're going to start your whole own political party, you know what I'm saying, which I don't know how feasible that is. What, how else are they going to affect change, really? They're not. That's why I was saying they need to take some of that. If they're going to if they're going to. If they're going to try to help, you know, stem this this issue they need to put money into the infrastructure that's going to help make it better and i i'm hearing arguments like we need to set up our own our own corners of business and we couldn't have done that because you know the banks have you know not afforded us the opportunity to get business loans and this is where systemic racism comes into play and america imported you know italians imported and they made asians uh you know chinese japanese americans uh, so they were giving them loans, and that's why when you go to New York, Johnny, I'm sure you can can attest to this more than, than the rest of us, and, and I don't know, it's not so much the same in Detroit, but in New York, I know a lot of the, the small, like, corner stores, and it's like this in L.A., actually, so when I was in L.A., it's like this, yeah, but they're owned by the Koreans, you know, they don't, black people don't own shit in their community, so once you start putting money into the community and you start helping the community there you know that's where where we need to really focus because the black dollar stays in the community something like less than like two days whereas yeah. the white oh, community less, stays there for that. weeks it's less. like yeah it's less than that it's crazy man i mean it's there's so many when i go you know i remember this a lot of the shops just rarely do you see black owned like just bodegas like you'll see it'll be owned by uh, some lebanese homies and then it'll be owned by some some yemen homies then it'll be uh, then to be like Spanish homies and then Jewish and all this stuff, but you don't really see it. You're right, man. And I think the only way to affect change that's really going to be affect change is if is if people create their own, you know, own personal economies. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's going to have to be people have to buy, you know, a black people have to we have to buy our neighborhoods. That ain't going to happen. Like how Nipsey was trying to do. You know what I'm saying? We have to buy our neighborhoods. You get, we need motherfuckers like Jay Z, who's a now billionaire, to go happen. ahead and buy Marcy. You know so what you, I'm saying? So you like, think you think this happen. you think it's going to be the state this is going to be the status quo for the rest of time, Vaughn? Well, what I'm saying, saying the reason why I feel the way that I feel about what what Voltic is saying is that as a race, especially in America, we're broken people. Okay, there it is. what? There's a, there's there it is, man. That the, you you know, disagree with that? I mean, we 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 have been just from slavery alone our psyche has just been blasted okay so the black american especially the male the women have come up more there are more black women that go to university than there are anybody else in the united states anybody so the black male I didn't know is that. so quick to attack each other we will never unify i'm not saying it'll ever happen right now it's not going to happen i'll kill you just for stepping on my my jordans okay and that's not unity that's not black unity and I don't care that what we're seeing in the streets right now is happening. That's 
that's civil unrest. We're fed up because we don't have a voice, like you said, in politics. I don't have a voice in government. I don't have a voice at the district attorney's office. So my only voice is to go out there and tear shit up and to, and to peacefully protest in some cases. But the man that sat atop, they know better. Let them do that shit. Let them tear the shit up. They can they rebuild. That's they why they it. got that's shit. Not, that's nothing but a, a new beginning for them. You know, they got all the money anyway. If all the if all the small mom and pop stores get destroyed, which you know they're not going to cut, you know, who the fuck's going to buy up that property? Well, you know what I mean? It's all corporations. They just, make, they just make new laws so that what we're doing is no longer an option down the road. You know, it's, it's chess with them. We play in terms of checkers and they'll change all that shit up. But I think once you start controlling more of your your government and your environment, that's when you have a better chance of getting changed. So when you start voting locally and you change who the local, you know, the mayor is and who runs the police force and all that shit. That's that's when you truly see change because, you know, like, I mean, and you can't even, it's not even like neighborhoods can have task forces and shit like that and Black Panthers and stuff because that shit, we already seen that. We've seen what happened to that on multiple occasions. You know what I'm saying? Like COINTELPRO, you know. There's, there's really, you know, it's funny, man. It's like I try to stay optimistic about, about life, but I know that there's truly a hunt for black people. Like it truly is. It's just, and it's just, it's just so awful. You know what I mean? It just is, man. It just, there's no, and you know, when people, other people try to, uh, when people get into arguments about who was oppressed more and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like not to, not to, to, to uh, pissing contest, but. You know, black people are the most oppressed people on the planet, man. It's just, it's just, it's just the way it is, man. You know, and um, currently you know. that's the case. I think when you think of something, something on like a, maybe on a, more of a grand scale, like the Jewish people were literally slaughtered by the Nazis, and they, for some reason, were able to not only come back together as a community, but they control a large portion of our entertainment industry and our banking industry and our. If you go to L.A., and I'm noticing it here, too, because I went to buy some jewelry here, they control all the diamonds, man. They run shit. When you want stuff done, they're the ones that are in control of shit. So they manage to get their shit together. They know know to keep their money in in their neighborhoods. They know know, what's that Wu-Tang line that Ghostface had? My seeds, roll with his seeds, marry his seeds. That's how we keep Wu-Tang money all in the family. That's what the fuck they do. If they you know control I mean? it at a much more, you know what I mean? they control it at a higher level. Like when I moved to my house in LA, they were, they, I knew a guy that worked for me that sold real estate in the past. And he's like, Oh shit. He's like, I know that area. He's like, how'd you get a house over there? Well, I was renting. I'm like, oh, I rent. He's like, Oh, cause when I was selling houses over there, if I brought a black family over into the area to show them a house, the, the people that ran the community, the Jewish people would be like, we, we need to meet the family. And if it wasn't a Jewish family, they were not happy about you renting a house or selling a house to that to that person. So they like to they keep their shit together over there, and we don't do that. So that's that's how I, why I feel the way that I do, uh, Chima, about what is taking place. You disagree with that? Um, obviously, you guys are much more <clears throat> experts in the, in the Black American experience. So I can't uh, speak to that in terms of if you say. Black American men are broken. I can't say anything. I can only talk about my experience as a, as a black. Well, I'm mixed race, but when you're mixed race, you're considered black, right? In uh, in the UK, and I can already see things now. The systemic racism 
People like to say, oh, the US is worse than the UK. But the truth is, insidious uh, systemic racism, it just manifests itself differently. If we had guns here in the UK, like they had in America, it would be the same case with, you know, black, uh, black young uh, males being killed at a disproportionate rate. I've already seen, okay, since this, um, uh, this latest George Floyd death, I've already seen, you know, staff, um, people who I used to work with, right, who would always, and these are, these are educated, liberal, left-wing, middle-class people who think, who used to think that they, they were, I, I hate the term woke, but, you know, it's the easiest way to describe what I'm saying. And, you know, you know, for example, we used to have conversations about roads, I, I, Rhodes the rapist, as Soweto Kinch likes to call him, you know what I'm saying? And they would be defending <clears throat> Rhodes, and they would be perpetuating elements of systemic racism, like, you know, I would have to feel uh, apologetic about just being myself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, oh, he's the angry black man. Oh, he's the... Oh, he's my ag God. He's aggressive. This, this and that. And I'm seeing already with them how they're, they're changing because those conversations that people are having, that before, if I would have dared to bring up and say look this is this is like in you know indentured uh racism in you that that's leading you know for example in doctors um uh black and uh pakistani doctors <coughs> are the highest doctors that are complained about highest doctors that are investigated by the gmc and all of this stuff you know what i'm saying so i'm already seeing in this short period of time you know people really making big attempts to try and readdress this like I, I say I keep saying it's the legacy of imperialism the modern world is built on 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 colonialism the hard work of you know black people who were subjugated to it you know what I'm saying so obviously it's gonna filter through into this age and it, and it, we need to break through it and I, I take what you're saying and you might be right but I I feel like already we've seen progress these people and, and you might just say oh they're just throwing it to us they're just throwing it to us to placate us and then all of this will, will pass. But I don't know, man. I, I, you might be right, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's and different you know, this time. I mean, but you got you to gotta figure, look at the mentality that Vaughn and I have about this. That in itself, you know what I mean? It's how you're able to see like this, this progress and this change. We, I feel like, not to speak for both of us, but I feel like we've seen the up and down all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, the uprising and then it being destroyed. Now imagine now all of the, you know, the majority of the of of black people that are living in the U.S. This is the mentality that it is, and it's a crabs in the barrel thing. You know what I mean? But if that's that's how deep the systematic, the, that's how deep the racism is, man. Yeah, um, you, you know what? You know what? And my my boy, who he's from Sierra Leone, and again he's not uh, black American, but he's he's his both had their struggles. Yeah, his his both of his parents are um, what's the word? Uh, from Sierra Leone and he was much the same as you I called him up all excited and I was like yo man because to be honest for like a whole week I was I, I don't really cry but I, I was like really emotional right when all of this sh was going down and I've never been like that in my life you know what I'm saying and then I call him and I'm like yo you see all this like finally you know what I mean and and he was the same he was like mad skeptical mad like you know what I mean mad like so I, I don't know how to explain it like you guys feel it's how one you of those feel? things, man. It's one of those things where you know, you know, you know, we know. I, I feel like I, I know the beast that we're dealing with, type of thing. You know what I mean? 
And um, it's just crazy, man. I think the world, it's just in a crazy place. I think right now it's a very pivotal time because if things don't change and things go back to the way they are, like, or, you know, if, if we're sort of pacified and shit like that, the next time something like this happens, it's going to be bloody. You know what I mean? And we're going we're gonna to force the imperialistic hand upon us. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's just, you know, everything is just so global right now. You know, that, like, That's right, and that's ha- going to happen right now. You see what they've done in Seattle where they've just said they, they, they took over the police department and they created their own little city. They barricaded <laughs> it off. They're not letting them in there. You think that Trump's going to allow that to happen? If it, and, and regardless of Trump, but just the, the powers that be in general, if this happens again, let's just say Atlanta is just like, yeah, that's 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 what's up. Let's just do it. And all these big hubs just start doing that shit. There's going to be problems. There's we gonna... already had we already had Black Wall Street where we had black people were actually doing it. You know, And motherfuckers it. burnt it down on Juneteenth. God damn. Okay, bro. and where's Trump going next for his... Uh, you don't his know where next, the fuck he's going. His next rally. <laughs> Yo, his, his last rally flopped though, bro. Like 20,000 teenagers on TikTok bought, bought tickets and made the shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yo, you... Oh, I feel they, like... they, wait, what happened? They yeah. bought tickets and like... So, yeah, so he yeah, like, so he like thought he fifty he, cent Ja Rule shit. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he took a book out a page out of fifty cent book. Bro, listen, we're not giving enough credit to the younger generation, man. They yeah. are they are innovative, they are creative, they are better than us. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is my father did tell me that though. He said that to me. He said this generation is raw. He's like when we thought they were soft, you know? This is what I'm saying, like and and I, I think you're right. It has to be war. It has to be civil war. Because nothing... Hold on. I, I got this great passage here that um, I really love. And um, I want to read it. Because, like, you know, power never, power never seeds without being pushed. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Those who profess to favor freedom yet deprecate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never did and it never will. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to and you have found the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue till they are resisted with either words or blow or with both. The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it has Um. to be... It has to be war. It has to be war. That's why when they were saying, oh, peaceful, nah, fuck that shit. And that's the first time in my life I felt like that. As someone who's like, you you know me, I'm like mad chill. I'm mad like, you know, never been in a fight really. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm like, you know what? It's enough is enough. It has to be war. Shit, and you added it all up. It just makes, it just seems but, to make sense. But guess what? Chima, go, 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 say it, go. No, 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 listen. Uh, But guess what? Uh, I, It's going to be people who are more powerful than me, who have, who have, you know, who are more active physically, m- more active, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, and I said this to my boy as well, like, to a certain extent, I'm a house Negro, right? I'm a middle-class doctor uh, who, who plays the game. I had to play the game in order to get where, where I am, you know what I'm saying? Because if I was 100% me, Despite being, I think I'm an excellent doctor, right? Despite despite that, I would have been thrown off the course, kicked into oblivion, right? And Vaughn, I don't know. Maybe you're going to say, yeah, the uprising will come. 
And like like Baldwin said, they squashed no. the slave. They they <laughs> they they squashed the slave re rebellion. But I don't know, man. My I don't my. Know. What I was yeah. going to say is I don't think that the rebellion is going to come. And I'll tell you why I don't think the rebellion is going to come, at least not with this generation. And back to us. us, us hey, hold on. I got to go, get my charger. Hold on. No, that's all right. Keep, well, keep talking. I'm, I'm so just back to um, us taking our hats off to the current generation. One, I hope that they don't they don't come and throw that in our face the older generation like look what we did you know we went out here and we did x y and z and you motherfuckers can do shit you know <laughs> firstly firstly now i can i can i can relate that to the gay struggle like gay people had it really hard back in like the 80s and, and into the 90s those guys really were out there into that struggle that's why their struggle now or their their cause is so big, and I'm I'm still kind of ticked off about them co-opting this Black Lives Matter issue. But that's oh, a different, shit. different that's podcast, different right podcast, there. different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, but my point my point being is that gay people now don't realize how easy they got it compared to what it used to be mm -hmm. like because they used to get their asses kicked before. Yeah. They, before they even got their asses kicked, they couldn't even talk about being gay. Yo, there was a lot of they hit even reggae talk about songs it. that were that were anti-gay songs. Yo. Right, right. So that was culture. So that was culture, and that's changed. But the point that I'm that I'm getting to is that look at what you said about I'm a middle-aged black guy. You know, I'm a doctor, X, Y, Z. Middle class. I ain't middle-aged. Or middle, middle class. My bad. Middle, middle class. I'm the one that's middle-aged. I'm old I'm, I'm the old, I'm the old dude. I'm here. young, bro. I'm young. I'm young. I'm the old, I'm the old guy here. I just lump y'all in there with me. So, um, <laughs> what you gotta be aware of is look at how, how the music we grew up with influenced our lives. Now, I don't know where you are in your age bracket, but I'll say that you're probably about 32, 33. We'll just put you, we'll put you right there. So, if you grew up listening to Public Enemy. Or, you know, fucking NWA, any of that shit that we was listening to back in the day. We were out there in the streets representing, you know, an aggressive demeanor. Like, look at how hip-hop was in the Wu-Tang Clan. None of that shit exists anymore, right? Music isn't like that now. So what I feel that has happened is that the industry changed the music. We need... We had music to fill the prisons. Now we need music to fill the clubs. So all the music turned into like dancey hip hop, and you got you know all, all this soft shit. And guys are now carrying purses and shit and wearing tight skinny ass jeans when that wasn't what was up. I'm not afraid of that guy. Now if I look at the Migos and if the Migos that they might whoop my ass, but if somebody dressed like Migos stepped to me, <laughs> I'm whooping Offset's ass. Just say, what the fuck is this? I'm not afraid of that guy, but if but if Easy E stepped to me or 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 Ice Cube back in '89, I'm probably gonna shut the fuck up and just be like, you know, you got it, brother. I ain't gonna say shit to him because he looked like somebody that could probably he gonna be gonna put a hole in you. So now that we've got something to lose because you're a you're a, a middle class doctor and Johnny Voltix got a son. And, you know, we've got things to lose now. 100%, I, yeah, yeah. Okay? These young kids, yeah. they don't have anything to lose. But those young kids, they're not the fucking uh, O-dogs from Menace to Society. They aren't that kid anymore. 
So that kid is the kid that I need out there in them streets riding for me right now, and he doesn't exist anymore. Bro, bro, this is why I say you underestimate them. You underestimate them. And your point about the music, I mean, I see where you're coming from. But there's revolutionary music out. Like, the thing about music is, right, it's changed. It's not like it was, like, back in the day when one, one <coughs> like, a few, few record labels, right, would dominate everything, right? Now there's so many different niches, okay? And if you want if you want your revolutionary act, you can go out there. For example, No Name. Have you heard of No Name? Yeah, yeah. Sick. She's a sick lyricist who's been talking about this kind of stuff. She set up like bookstores, you know what I'm saying? And like she's influencing a whole bunch of young minds to think in that way. The young minds that like you accurately pointed out, I have too much to lose. Johnny has too much to lose. But these are the young minds who are now getting educated, right? And and actually, they're skipping past a lot of the bullshit club hip-hop that had its day that was manufactured, you know what I'm saying? And now you have this... Because things are always changing, like the way the streaming industry changed. So I don't think that, like, just because there's a lot of trash music out there means that, like, a, a lot of these kids are trash. And, and there is a lot of great music out there that just doesn't reach the levels that it used to because no, of how... Because of yeah. how the industry has changed, so no, I, I mean, we have to remember too that you know, the the real revolutionaries are not making music. You know what I'm saying? And that's the other thing about it. 100%. Real revolutionaries yeah. are not making music. You know, I was watching an interview with um, I want to say it was Stickman, uh, Dead Press. This is from like a while ago, yeah. and they were like, you know, how does it feel like you know to be recognized as a revolutionary? He's like, I'm not a revolutionary. He's like, I'm a musician. This is what I rap about. He's like, but Che Guevara is really a revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? That dude gave his life. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. I think that, you know, and when you hear stories of like, like you hear stories about gangster rappers and shit, like NWA and all those cats back in the day. They wasn't really gangbanging. Yeah, like, they were They were like actors. Protected by their hoods and shit like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, so this it's really unpredictable. And maybe we don't have our ear to the street enough. You know what I'm saying to see, but the thing about it though is, is, you know, if something like I'm just trying to, I'm trying to envision what that would even look like if revolutionary revolution took place in the U.S. Civil you know war, civil, civil war, war civil war. Mm, this is like the, you know what I mean? But you know, if the civil war took place in the U.S., that would absolutely be the fall of America. You know what I'm saying? Well, what do you mean? What do you mean by the fall of America? What does that mean? What does the fall the, of America mean? The whole American society would completely change. You know what I'm saying? Like the, what the, 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 I feel like America will burn. Like I'm, maybe I don't know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say, but like from what it is and what is. It's that right now because you got, you know, you have to look at the leadership that we have. You know what I'm saying? That's happened that we have right now. We got Trump in office. I wonder what the likelihood of him actually winning again is. Oh, fuck off, Johnny Voltaire. You think he's going to lose? Get the fuck out of here with that. Anyway, Nash. I didn't even say that. That was a, <laughs> that was a landmine right there. Fuck off. Go. But, you know, when he ran for office, I called it, though. You know what I mean? When I was out here, I was like, that motherfucker's going to win. I'm so glad he won. I'm, t I'm glad he won. Because if he didn't win, white people's going to destroy everything. It's going to tear the shit up. I couldn't come home because use one of them motherfuckers that didn't get the man in. And I hope he wins again so they can have their little 40 little years and they wow. can shut the fuck up because if they put somebody else in there, those people are that those those rednecks that are out there at the fucking the capital with assault rifles because they can't go to work. 
You think those motherfuckers ain't gonna be out there in them streets with them guns when they get their president taken away and they get told to shut the fuck up? Yo, so how did they how did they cope with uh, Obama? All right, let me let me let me let me let me just say this, right? Where I'm from in Michigan, um, I I grew up with 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 a with a political family that's equivalent to the Kennedys. All right, my friend's grandfather was the mayor, the governor. Scar, he was the governor of Michigan. I used to caddy for this guy when I was a little kid. Her uncle ran for president against Barack Obama. Okay. So Mitt Romney was a governor of Massachusetts, ran for president and lost. Right. So when when uh, Barack Obama got elected president, people that were on the other side, like the staunch Republican conservative guys, lost their shit. Right. So once he came out of office and I have been told this. They said and when I say they, I mean that that far right side of society said that we are getting them back for putting that black guy in the office. And that's why they voted in Trump. They came out in mass numbers. No, that's crazy that, that the they office. actually verbalized that because I remember thinking that, man, I was like, we're going to pay for this shit. No, that was, that was, that was, that was definitely that's said. Saying, but that's what I'm saying. Like we understand the beast. You know what I'm saying? And when I say they say it, I don't mean like I heard a couple white dudes saying it. I'm talking about power people that I know that my mom has told me the same shit. And she's in circles with big shot attorneys and people that are no people. I thought the Republicans didn't even like Trump, though. Who who are they going to support then? (laughs) Hillary? They wanted the office so bad. They knew that he they knew that he was going to win because he was such a shock. Everybody was just paying attention you, to his ass. The, the problem is, the problem is, fuck, this pod is going to run long, and I got another pod in half an hour. The thing is, you guys, that in my opinion, is that when when you put Barack Obama in office, and you know how, you know how, if you know how American politics works, the, the current administration always blames the previous administration of course, for yeah, all the yeah. shit that's going Same on here. right now. Right. Yeah. So we put the black guy in there, right? So now he can, you know, universal health care and cash for clunkers bring us your shitty car and we'll buy it and give you money to get a new car so everybody can have a decent car or whatever all this other shit he did he's he put all this stuff into motion bring in the clown right bring in the clown trump can do whatever he wants because whatever he messes up he's gonna one blame on trump and the next administration is gonna blame him and he'll be gone back to being billionaire banker or or uh or hotel mogul whatever but when you have people that are in control of shit, because a lot of times when I'm watching these press conferences or, or even just like the the briefs of them, Trumps don't know what the fuck's going on because they don't tell him shit because he doesn't have any control over what's really going on. It's the George Soros's, it's the Rothschilds, the Rockefeller people that really control what's going on because they have all the special interest groups. These are the guys that are putting the the hundreds of millions and more into all these laws that they want to get passed. Of course, yeah. And you've got the Trumps that just have to sit there and take it up the ass because they can't control all that shit. They don't. There are people. There are people on Instagram right now, women showing their titties that make more money than the president. Do you really think that guy has that much power to where he's really able to do stuff? He's not doing shit. He's the CEO of the company of the United States of America, just like any CEO of any company. He can be taken out. 
and it's the shareholders that really run that company. Because if you piss the shareholders off, they're getting That's you the well fuck put. out of there. And so well they, they put him in there, and they're like, we want to do this, 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 and this, and we can get away with it because it's going to be so crazy that this shit's going to be passed. They're just going to blame Trump, and Trump's crazy, so you can expect this kind of lunacy from this guy. Whereas if it was Obama or Hillary, they'd be like, wow, that's weird. And they, they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't fly. That's just my thoughts on it. Mm. So racism is tough. I mean, I, I, there was an issue that I found yesterday, day before about this little, little boy was going into a restaurant in Baltimore with his mom and he was turned away because they said the the white manager said he was wearing athletic clothing, athletic shorts and a t-shirt or something. He had like a Jordan t-shirt and blue shorts on. They wouldn't let him come into the restaurant. He was like six or so, so years old. And in the restaurant was a little white boy dressed in almost the exact same shit. And the mom pointed it out and they were like, he can't come in here. So they, they made him leave. So there's this whole shit storm that's kicked off about this. And the restaurant was called Uzo or some sh or some shit like that in Baltimore. That restaurant done now, shit. Mm. So I thought I thought, Baltimore, <laughs> I thought Baltimore was a, a black city. At least uh, the wire made me think that. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> Every city in America has a real shitty part of town. That's where the brothers stay. But 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 there was but the, the whole. City, was... I, I, I found that the black cities there's a there's a big divide in the culture there though. You know what I mean? What were you saying, Chima? But in The Wire, a big part of the story was the white guy who wanted to be mayor, and Baltimore had a black mayor. Right. Baltimore, Baltimore is a predominantly black uh, area in the United States, which is... But the, every city has its downtown area that's That's like special. Right. Yeah. You think of Detroit. Perfect example. Detroit was black, black. Even the mayor was black. Detroit uh -huh. was a shithole. I went home five, six years ago, and I was like, there's white people ice skating in downtown Detroit now. What the fuck's going on down here? Because they got a white mayor, <laughs> and brought in white money, and now there's, like, white people downtown at night. It's different, right? It's different now. So, but the point I was getting to is, you know, this whole thing kicked off, and now everybody wants to boycott this restaurant. So I reached out to the Atlantis Restaurant Group, which owns this restaurant and a bunch of other ones. And um, I wanted to get clarity because I saw on one website that these managers were put on indefinite leave, but on this company's website, they were saying that we cut ties with them. So I'm, I'm thinking that something's going on. So they responded actually to me directly, which is probably a, obviously a form response because they've just been getting hammered by media with this shit. And it says, now's the time for change, and we believe that change begins at home and an intro an introspection and self-reflection. We are committed to listening. We are committed to encouraging and opening honest dialogue about discrimination and racial inequality, blah, blah, blah. And then they go on to talk about this little boy who got kicked out and how it was a painful experience for him and his mother, and they claim that they reached out to her and they can't get a hold of her, which I think is bullshit, but I don't know for sure. So they fired both these people. Now they're doing their sensitivity training on how to behave and this, that, and the other. So will it change anything culturally within that company? Who knows? I don't know. I hope so. Right? We it don't sounds know. Like, sounds like it is already, to be right. fair. So they fired, they, they, fired, they fired this guy. There were two managers, apparently. Um, so they fired them both. I mean, which is what they had to do. You can't keep them there. You know, you can't keep them in there. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with what's going on in in America. I hope it it turns out for the better. Obviously, is but... it, did this did this happen post Corona? 
this happened the other day. This just just happened. You think they'd be grateful just to have some business, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Shit just happened like last week. (laughs) Like, wow. They was like, what you niggas doing in here? Get your ass. They're like, like, trying to take the business in. They're just like refusing based on their dumbass beliefs and their prejudging mindset. But yeah. You know, so you you know, we're saying, you know, this situation has and this example has obviously um tried to change I was gonna say the ethos, but you know, you I'll be a bit more layman with it. You know, they've put there's some like what am I trying to say here? So I'll use the restaurant as an example. So you you've you've had this situation occur, it's gone viral, let's say. Um the managers have been sacked, so something's been done. We agreed. Um, you know, is the business going to be affected still? Or do you want it to be? Like, do we want it to be? Like, um, do you feel like that's it's enough? Like, just firing um, the staff is that a good enough example? Uh, you know, the other point I wanted to make was: Do you just stop going there? Do you boycott things? Like, you know, earlier we spoke about, you know. The change comes politically, but then, you know, to be in that zone, you really got to conform in one way or another, and you're still outnumbered in a way, and it's going to take a long, long time. And I'm not saying don't do it, carry on, but then socially, obviously, we've been about it, and we're being vocal as much as we can. Well, I say as much as we can, but we're being vocal. But then how do you, how do you disrupt the way things are? I mean, the economy, right, is one way about it. And I keep bringing up So Solid again, but you know Swiss from So Solid. <laughs> you know, I like my garage, but funny enough, I prefer hip hop. But um, like, he has brought out this Black Pound Day. Oh yeah, Black Pound Day, twenty seventh, right? It's in two days. So you know, essentially, don't spend um, anywhere else. And this is one we're disrupting the existing economy, right? And is this the way we go about it? I think it's good. Basically, he's got some sort of directory where all black-owned businesses are are on there for you to spend your money on. I mean, I'm trying to save money, but I've definitely try to support. I've got to justify my purchases. I I agree with that. They did it in the states. Sorry to cut you. They did it in the states. Um, But it goes. It has to go deeper than that, and it has to go longer than a day. Okay. One day is not. That's like a mosquito biting you once, you know, it's, it's a bit of an irritation. But if I'm getting bit by mosquitoes all day, every day, then I'm starting to feel the feel the pain. But it goes deeper to me than just spending money because us being on social media alone is making those companies money. So yeah. you have to stop doing everything. You, and, and I don't know if people are really ready to take it to the level that they need to take it to. But a start is a start. You know, they need to do something to... Um, you know to make them feel the pinch but um. i guess we'll see this again comes back to when we first opened up on the call like how genuine people are like how long will it go on for and how far will people go i mean you know it's great share share what you got to do but really like like i've had i was having this conversation with like other asians and like in terms of this whole racism and how you know we might might be a part of one um uh, again, it's human race. There's only one race. We'll start with that. But if we're going to divide and we're going to talk about different so-called races, then, you know, you've got to play your part. And um, 
I'm using my experience in this conversation as, as, an, as an example of what I'm trying to say is, you know, to, to hit the root, you've got to go internally, right? So you've got to go to your family members, try and change their mentality, or show them how, you know, you're breaking that tradition um, of your outlook on people. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can do that, how else do we carry on? Do we just keep at it, stay firm? Um, I'm just trying to do some critical thinking here on the spot, but like... I don't know. I know Ghana is accepting black people right now from all over the planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's messed up, because somebody always was saying that that's where they were moving to. Well, yeah, I think Africa does need his money. Akon, Akon doing this thing right in terms of like getting the electricity out. Then, so what I mean by Akon doing right is by spending time and investing in in Africa. Absolutely, um, everyone's you know our our parents and parents' parents or our generation has come here, struggled for us to live a little bit more comfortable. But then you know, um, how comfortable is it going to get though for the next generation? I think it's going to get uncomfortable, like we said, before it gets comfortable. I do worry about my nieces and nephews, um, and, and and not just like the mixed race ones, like all of them, like every everyone, like with this. Uh, unprecedented times but you know do we we face it in silent or do we just face it up front raw i think it's easier to say when you haven't been really really oppressed to say yeah give it bring it let's take it on but then um those that really had the raw end of of this struggle you know is mm-hmm. can't be just saying it's saying that lightly it's a real life or death situation i think it'll change big time more so for the not this generation that's right underneath us the people that are in their 20s but you know probably closer to more like their kids and i'll tell you why i feel that way and then i have to we'll have to get last comments and go because i got 15 minutes um i'm 47 right and my mom raised me from a 1950s mentality right my mom was raised in that time my mom experienced the race riots in fucking Detroit, and she was alive when the race riots and Watts were taking place, you know, in the 1960s, and she was around when all that shit was going on. My mom was alive when it was still illegal for a black person to marry a white person. That doesn't even make any fucking sense, okay? So we we see this history in the books or on the, in the internet or whatever, and we think of it as so far detached and removed from our reality now, when that shit was happening 10 years before I was born. That's not that long ago for me, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was alive when Martin Luther King was out there in the streets putting in work, and black people were getting hosed down by firemen, and police were sticking dogs on people. So mm-hmm. this was her mentality right. as raising me. Like, this is what you got to be prepared for. You got to be out there and be ready. And that's the same thing that you saw in the music, and that's why you saw Chuck D coming up saying the shit that he was saying, because he was coming from the same upbringing, Tupac, all that shit, right? Mm -hmm. So now we were the recipients of that information, of that mentality, of that knowledge, experience, whatever. And we, we have put that into our kids to an extent, but at a little softer because we didn't really experience it as hard as my mom or maybe her siblings did growing up in that time. Because, like I said, she raised me to prepare me for a 1950s, 60s world. But I grew up in a 70s, 80s world, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal. So it wasn't it, it didn't work. So now 
we have raised our kids, people in my generation, not you younger uh, middle class guys like Dr. Chima Anya over there, <laughs> to to be ready to go out in the streets and start busting at these cops. Because if, if this were 1960 and George Floyd is getting choked out, the Black Panthers are putting a bullet in those motherfuckers' heads right there on the street. Mm. That's just what's going to happen, right? Mm. Mm. But that's not where we are right now. So hopefully what we have raised as far as children that are in their late teens and early 20s or whatever, and they're seeing this shit now, like, wow, this is messed up. Like, this is what's happening in the world. We need to put something different in our kids so that when they come up, they don't have to put up with this bullshit and they will know that this isn't what's up. And I'm hoping that. I'm still around to actually see some effective change. And I don't mean like, hey, we got a black president or hey, none of that shit. I, fuck that symbolic stuff. I don't care about symbolic stuff. I don't give a shit about the gestures, the marching. OK, I get you want to get your awareness brought to the masses, but do something about it. And as long as we don't, then nothing's going to change. And I'm hoping that they do do something about it because I want there to be some change so that it's a better place. And yeah. I mean, even beyond that, we got like people like private citizens like Elon Musk that are taking people to space, dude. He's got so that much money. I'm building a fucking rocket and we go in outer space. Outer oh, man, space. People up in the middle of the, now, you know, think about it. The, you know, they, they're blasting rockets into the sky in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then that makes you question the whole Black Lives Matter. Like, Tima, you were asking, like, what is that? What is that association all about? Where do they come from? Who backs them? How did it all, you know, come to play? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's a crazy time, man. I, you know, again, I hope that you know something good comes out. I, I, something good that sounds so sterile, doesn't it? But I hope that you know this affects some some real change, man. You know, I mean, put it, Dick Gregory. One of the last things that he said, he was like, "This is gonna be the last president of the America, of the United States of America." He said that to Trump. He said, "This is the last president." He said, "You watch." You know, I so. wouldn't be surprised if Trump did third you know term. It's Trump's gonna be like, AI I ain't going nowhere. You watch it. AI is next, bro. AI. Oh, AI. Oh, don't don't even get me started. Can I get you guys back next week then to talk AI some real shit? Because I got some shit for you on the AI side of the game. Anyway, um, last words. Go promote your stuff, Johnny. I know you're doing a show. Um, um, Chima, I know you're like cutting people open, doing surgery or whatever you do. And Naz, you got a podcast. So tell everybody where they can find you. Tell you what you're all about. And go, Naz. What up, what up? Uh, yeah, Beard Talk podcast. Follow at me. When I'm not here, I'm over there. And uh, it's talking everything with self-development and current affairs, man. So uh, hit me up, search it up. And uh, otherwise, if you see me, keep two meter distances. I don't listen to Boris. I've got my own rules. But, you know, Bluetooth is <laughs> fun. <laughs> That's it. Yo, this is Johnny Voltic. So grateful to be on this show, yo. Uh, 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 Vaughn, this, I love this. This is, I'm, I don't know why I didn't do podcasts way back in the day when we first started and stuff, but I love this. I'm very grateful to be here with you guys. If y'all want to follow me, it's at Volticgram, V-O-L-T-I-K-G-R-A-M. Follow me on Instagram because I'm about to do a series of, uh, of hidden shows throughout UK, and you'll find out on the day. You'll find the day of it online. But you'll find out the location if you contact me on that day. All right. Bless. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm Chima Anya uh, at Dr. Chima Anya on Instagram. Uh, I make hip hop music and just, you know, general talking about stuff. And I just wanted to say 
I hope that we can have this conversation maybe two years from now and we can really we can really be like, yo, man, these Generation Z motherfuckers, they got it done, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and obviously we're going to play our part as well within our local communities doing what we can, do you know what I mean, to um, further the cause, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that microphone you're using, man. It sounds nice and rich. My mic is nice, bro. bro. (laughs) Is that a a Sure SM7B or whatever it is? Nah, I was going to get one of those, but I I didn't want to get a dynamic mic. I want I wanted the intricacies of my voice to carry through. It's uh the, it's actually a lot cheaper than the Shure. It's the AKG 214, which nice. is like the the cheaper version of the 414, which is like yeah, a standard thing, man. But yeah, I'm buzzing with my mic, man. It yes, took me like it took me like 3 hours to figure out how to make it work with Skype, man. Skype needs to step <laughs> its game up, man. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah, Skype's a bit on its way. Zoom's what's up. I got my next interview is on Zoom. That's what I said. I was like, why couldn't we do this on Zoom, <laughs> bro? I could have saved three hours. <laughs> <laughs> next time we'll do Zoom. I don't have a Zoom account like where you got to pay for it. So the, a podcast are only 40 minutes and then I have to stop and start it over again. And, and bro, just... we can pimp the system, you know, just send another invite. We jump on another call. It cuts, it cuts. I, that's what I'll do next time. I'll just have back to back Zoom invite. So we just click off and click back on. So, gentlemen, thanks for joining me. You guys hit up their social medias and uh, support all the stuff that they're out there doing. Uh, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you're listening to us on Spotify or at Apple Podcasts, you can catch us on TuneIn Radio and Deezer, Stitcher, um, V3TV.UK, anywhere where you get your podcasts. You can follow us on YouTube. You know what's up. So, um, this this is it, man. We're out of here until I am uh, lucky enough to have these brothers back on the podcast next time, and we will see you when we do. Peace. Stop.